Evan, you know what I'm going to want to make soon? One of those spaghetti squash things. Didn't you buy one like four months ago? Uh, yeah. Did you get rid of it? I allowed it to rot and we threw it away. Yes. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I'm familiar with that technique. Okay, good. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the IO panel. It's episode 71, recorded on Sunday, August 20th, year 2017 of our Lord. I'm Michael, aka Blower, and with me as always is, or are, my co-hosts, Dr. Neil Blevins, Esquire, PhD, MD, and all kinds of other letters. Ambassador. HD. HG. What's uh, HNIC? Oh, yeah. The, also yeah. the HNIC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I am well. How are you? Thank you for asking. I am also well. Nice. And then James. James, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. It's it's exciting. an exciting day to be on this side of the grass. Um, wow. Well okay. said. Although, Is how do glad we... To be, glad to be vertical. Yeah. Oh. How do we really know? What if the other side of the grass is fucking awesome? Oh, you mean it that way. Okay, I took it a yeah. total wrong way. You know, what if it's awesome to be dead? Oh, okay. Well, we're back to where I thought we were going. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your, uh, your second thought to where we were... We were going like you always say the grass is always greener on the other side, you know. Oh yeah, but then there's always another side to the other side. Right. There's known unknowns, and there's well, all right. <laughs> 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 go down, <laughs> go down that path. We know where that leads. Uncle Ruckus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What were their What were their names? Those two guys. The boys. Oh. Yeah. No, no, no. The 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 hoodlums. Oh man, the two robbers or whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh man! Hilarious. Just so everyone knows, we're talking about the show, The Boondocks, yeah. and uh, there's a there's a a white character voiced by Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Rest and in peace. Yeah, and it's a great uh, it's a great character. It's hilarious. And then he has a uh, his boy, who I think is voiced by Samuel L. Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's correct. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember the name of the characters themselves, unfortunately, but yeah, it's like bitches love smiley faces. (laughs) (laughs) How, how prophetic. Yes. It's like, he's like, he has a, I think at the time is a T-Mobile sidekick. He's like, the guy's like, you can't put that on a desk and call it a laptop, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little did they know phones are now computers. Yeah, very true. Very true. Although, you know, the the flip top or the hip top, I think. Oh, geez. Is uh, is no more. I'm pretty sure you can still get them. Well, so that that particular device was made by 
Danger. And they were bought by Microsoft. Uh, and then Microsoft, of course, did what Microsoft does. When they buy something, they ruin it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it is no longer a thing. Although sometimes those things get resurrected. Although the only one that comes to mind is Nokia. Well, that's the problem. Nokia is not really resurrected, is it? I mean, man, maybe there's different divisions, but I think they're remaking the iconic 3310 oh, okay. indestructible well, cell phone. That's true. That's true. You got me there. Um, But yeah, they killed them oh, you know, Ed, pretty much. Ed Wunsler and Jen Rummy. Ah, yes, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Ed Ed Wunsler third or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's hilarious. All right. Well, why don't we dive into some news here? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to put a link to the uh, <laughs> the laptop phone video. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> Just watch like two seconds of it. It's so good. <laughs> nice. All right. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I actually have the first link in here. Planning for your future. Always some good uh, life pro tip advice. Um, but the future is tomorrow. And tomorrow is also the... Solar eclipse that everyone's been talking <laughs> You're gonna about. You're going to say the future is tomorrow, and tomorrow is now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so watch why your ass, call- America. Watch your ass. <laughs> that's why they call today a present. Oh! <laughs> mm. So the site that I linked to, fairly self-explanatory. You know, it just it says there are 15 solar eclipses. Total um, solar eclipses. Total solar eclipses. Pardon me. Um, it plans them, it plans them out. It lays out their dates and projected paths. Um, I guess their, their paths are going to be pretty accurate. I would imagine ye old scientists have that down by now. Mm-hmm. Um, going out to the year 2040. Alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you have not planned or are unable to see the eclipse tomorrow in person, the next one that will be visible across the U.S. is in 2024. So like April 8th, I think it is. Sometime in early April. Hmm. Now, most of them are actually not really close to anywhere in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, I think, 2037. Um, I could be mistaken. Obviously, check the website if you're curious. But uh, you could see one in Spain. (laughs) You know, if you miss all the other opportunities or, or go up, you know, north of the Arctic Circle, there's going to be a few up there. North of the Arctic Circle. So mm-hmm. in orbit. Well, n- no. Technically, you're not wrong. That's not oh, what I mean, meant. You mean the, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> you're not totally wrong. <laughs> Got it. No, no, I, yeah. I I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Gotcha. Cool, cool. So, you know, there's been some eclipse talk, but uh, if anyone's curious about planning, was it 23 years into the future? By all means, this website anyone, will help you out. Anyone get their glasses? Um, I did not. However, there is someone local who is who apparently has a stockpile of them. They're selling them for $5. So Be careful they're not the ones, the bad ones. With the, like, oh, they're 3D glasses. Yeah. The sun's like right in your eyes. Yeah. Literally. 
Yeah, there's been uh, recalls of ones like, oh, these are fake or, you know, not fake, mm. but, you know, they're not certified they're, or they're, or they're you know, right. they're not made to the specs or whatever. Won't fully protect you. Well, I uh, will investigate what, that. Thank you what for... What was it you used to have to do? I mean, I, f- I feel like there was an old way to do pinhole. it. Pinhole? Yeah, yeah, you, you look can through get, a pinhole. Like, get like a shoebox and poke a hole in it and put it on, you know, uh, prop it up uh, with a piece of paper underneath it and you can kind of see a projection. Yeah, you could Google that. That's I've seen a couple articles on that. Uh, can you just look through your phone? Uh, probably. That would might it, be would a it great... damage your phone. No, no, no. I mean, phones you're... are indestructible. No, I mean, I mean you, what, can, you can take. What a is picture there magic the coming out of there? You could take a picture of the sun. <laughs> it's fine. The rays are transferred through the optical device. Yeah. No, get out of here. No, I'm not saying they'd be harmful to you. I'm saying you're harmful to the phone. No, to it the sensor. Be. No, I think it would What, be all of a sudden light is harmful to the phone? The phone, the phone doesn't have any organic parts that are going to be damaged by extreme I didn't say it has organic parts. I know, Michael. I know, I know. Just, I turn, just turn the flash How off. How do phones make money? <laughs> I know, I know. They have bank accounts. They're people. But, <laughs> but James, that might be an interesting <laughs> use for your, uh, your, Fabric coated Google Cardboard. Oh, true, yeah. You could look, you know, look at it in real time. There's no camera thing on there. There's no flap. Mm, there's no. There's you no can't flap. open the flap. <laughs> <laughs> there's no flap. I don't have a flap. <laughs> did you see the video? I said you. No I'm one watched it. Did they? I didn't yeah, watch it. No. no, I didn't see it. Dude, it's like it's, I meant to watch it, but I wasn't. I was wasn't it about in a place where I could. So it says like it's a, an explanation of why do we burp? And I was like, there's no mention of a flap in this video. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke to anyone who's listening. Oh yeah. man, Rick, you're a ridiculous person. Just want you to know that. <laughs> I know you already know, but, you know, it's fine. All right. So, plan for the future. Mm-hmm. Check out some solar eclipses. I was going to say eclipi or something, but I, I don't think that's You that's could right. say You could say phenomena. Phenomenon. Oh. Phenomena. I don't know. Ooh. It's probably, probably a phenomena. Hmm. We need someone with an English degree. Yeah. James, yeah. make it happen. I will. Okay. James, I thought you can be like, James, you study. What's the right <laughs> word? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> um, but I will ask him to to uh, obtain someone who would know. Kidnap an English major in search of employment. Promise them $20 to answer a simple question. Yes. Um. Okay. So, thank you, Evan, for that. Very welcome. Everyone enjoy the show. <laughs> the the light show, I mean. Right. So, there's uh, there's been talk, you know, there's been some Nazi talk, whatnot, going on in the country recently. There's a website called The Daily Stormer that, ever since the whole Charlottesville thing, it got kicked off of its hosting provider. So they've been bouncing around from ho- from hosting provider to hosting provider. And uh, I thought they finally made it to the dark web or something. Which mm-hmm. basically means no one's going to see them ever again. 
But unless you know about it or look really hard for it. Yeah, exactly. So in this article, they say they just talk about how it's been bouncing around from place to place. It was on DigitalOcean, DreamHost, Namecheap. Namecheap is the most recent one to, to kick it off, apparently. So, I don't know. We were talking about this at work. Um, I mean, the internet is supposed to be, quote-unquote, open. Um, of course, we can't control what a private company does, you know, the... The protections of the Constitution only apply to the government. You know, it doesn't apply to private companies. So a private company can do whatever they want, pretty much, as long as they're not breaking some law. Um, but I'll be honest, I don't really have a problem with this. So what are the... Is this... um Like, the hosting companies are taking the sites down, or Google is blocking the... Like removing DNS to the sites or something? No, the hosting providers are saying, no, 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 you're you're violating our terms of service. And how do they figure it out? Like some, you know, some some anti-Nazi person finds the site and then reports it to the host, maybe? Could be. I assume, you know, all web hosts don't do like a full scan of every new site. Maybe they do. Well, cross-reference I, I, it. I doubt that, but maybe they maybe they look at high traffic sites or you know who mm. knows. And maybe I don't even know if this is a high traffic site or not. I mean, it probably is now. Now that's in the news, but <clears throat> I wonder if they have hosted on any companies that are 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 non U.S. owned. There's got to be like web hosts out there that just don't give a shit as long as you pay your bill. I mean, they were apparently hosted for a very long time by, uh, who was it? Was it GoDaddy? Um, they had registered, they had registered their domain name with GoDaddy. Um, <clears throat> but, um, it looks like they were hosted on DreamHost for a long time. Yeah. So and then also DigitalOcean. For some period of time, apparently. Yeah. But uh, DigitalOcean said they violated the company's terms of service. Hmm. So I'm sure they have something in their terms of service saying, you know, no hateful this, no this, no that. I mean, a lot of these hosting providers, they have stuff like that. A lot of them have, you know, no porn, no this, no that. Yeah. You know, so you have to go to a special provider for that. I remember in 2007, maybe it was 2008. I had I had a site, I don't even remember the name of the site, um, but it was from a provider called HostGator, and it was like $15 for the year, came with the domain name, it was like a, a terabyte of storage with unlimited traffic, and I had four files up there, one was like random text file, and three pictures um, that Lindsay Lohan did, nude pictures, she was like mimicking Marilyn Monroe. You know, if you saw them, you'd be like, oh, I remember that. So I had those up there. And the next day, I got a call from them. And they were like, um, we've terminated your contract. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, you put uh, inappropriate content on your site. I was like, huh? They were in a magazine. And they're like, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Jesus. <clears throat> well, there you go. So hosting companies do look at what you put up there. 
apparently. Mm -hmm. You have some first-hand knowledge there. That's interesting. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so, James, what do you think of this? Um, I think it's important to know that... So, I heard about the Daily Stormer from... Uh, from the thing I was... I'm going to talk about a little bit later, that Vice News piece. And... I Actually, I heard about this whole banning thing from ETC News, and then that, that led me to the Vice News piece. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I don't have a problem with it. I don't. People are always screaming in the comments on YouTube about free speech and all this kind of stuff, but they're all idiots who don't realize that who are too stupid to understand that free speech does not extend to private companies. So there's no freedom unless it's your shit. That free and freedom of speech doesn't mean you can go into a fucking, you know, into a theater and yell fire, you know, or anthrax or something and be like, it's freedom of speech, bro. It's a prank, you know. Like you can't do that. Yeah. And... Freedom of speech is not equal to freedom from consequence. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can say what you want, but if it's the wrong thing, there's going to be an issue, and yeah. you're responsible. And these and these guys are like, you know, the the thing is, and I, I'm gonna keep beating this point up. You know, the Nazis are losers. The Confederacy are losers. You know, get off their dick. You know, they lost. Yes, they had great fashion sense, but they lost. <laughs> okay, they're the losers. So, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with this. And also, important note, you know, um, and Michael didn't say this, but I, I didn't know what the Daily Stormer was. I just thought, oh, it's just like another Breitbart or something like that. The Daily Stormer is named after Der Sturmer, which is a, which is a. Uh, um, it's it's on their Wikipedia page, and I'll put that in here. But it's basically a Nazi. It was a Nazi site from a Nazi uh, paper from like the forty forties or something like that. You know, it was like a, like a pro Nazi propaganda site from the forties, like like definitely a German Nazi thing. So I don't know, man. You know, and by site from the forties, you mean publication? Publication, not site. Yeah, yeah, publication, paper, something like that. And also, this is where all a lot of the internet, a lot of memes come. Like a lot of memes come from the from the Daily Stormer. A lot of memes. Hmm. You know, like they they. It's funny if you watch the. It's worth a watch to watch that piece. I'm going to talk about later. But one of the guys who their interview is a daily. He's a, uh, a a editor for the Daily Stormer, and he's like. He's like, our memes are out there. We're winning the meme battle. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, but they, they understand, like, they understand marketing. Like, they, they're like ISIS. You know, they understand what it takes to get people, and they know they need to, like, build a better marketing machine. They, they understand the guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare in this day and age is not physical battle, but presence and showing up and showing people that there's a physical manifestation for all this internet stuff. So they did the they've done the internet stuff and they've done it very well and then they've done the physical manifestation manifestation stuff which is like the the uh Charlottesville stuff. So anyway. <clears throat> well, white power. Yep. <laughs> if you have hate in your hate in your heart, brother, let it out. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So, yeah, so that was the Daily Stormer. So next up, a little more, little more uh, discrimination here going on. A Swiss hotel 
put up some signs saying to our Jewish guests, please take a shower before you go swimming and after swimming. If you break the rules, I'm forced to close, and it's spelled wrong, the swimming pool for you. Hmm. I guess English is not this person's first language, which isn't surprising if they're in Switzerland, but... Yeah, it's like their fifth language. Yep, pretty <laughs> much. After Romance or some shit or whatever the <laughs> fuck they speak. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> apparently they're like, oh, it was a mistake, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> <laughs> they interviewed this person, like the 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 manager, and they're like, "I she uh, this person insisted that she's not an anti semite, and she's like, her choice of words were a mistake." I wonder what the thought was. Like, do <clears throat> do Hasidic Jews like not shower normally or something? This is what it says. It says they explain that the apartment, so it's a, like a apartment hotel thing. Apparently had a lot of Jewish clients and that other guests had complained that some of them did not shower before using the pool and had asked her to do something. I mean, that can be a problem because you collect a bunch of oils on your skin and hair and then that upsets the chemical balance of, you know, the swimming pool. Yeah, it's gross. It it actually does. That's what you are supposed to shower before you uh, go into public pools. You shouldn't say, hey, Jews. Jews. Hey, Jews, shower or else. Uh, I think she should have probably should have said, please take a shower before you get in the pool. Yeah, to all done. people. Yeah, yeah not the, you know, the last time that Jews were asked to get in the shower didn't turn out so well. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, good times, good times. Um, gonna, gonna need a mulligan on that one. Take that back. How many times though? And of course, you know, someone did did mention that in this in this article. The the whole showers thing. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So, how many times have you has have you have you seen something or heard something or talked to someone about something, and you're both talking about one race doing a thing, but you'll never say it's all those black guys or something. You'll just be like, yeah, guys are doing a thing, blah, blah, blah. And it almost feels like you're lying when you don't just honestly say, yeah, it's fucking Jews. Like, you know, and, and I guess we live in a world where you can't say stuff like that because people be like, Oh, this guy is a fucking piece of shit or whatever. He hates black people. He hates Jews, whatever. But I, I kind of get this. I'm not saying I get it, but if people were complaining to her, and it just, ha- it just so happened that for whatever reason, Jewish people won't take showers before getting in the pool because they just don't know to do that or whatever the case may be. Um, and so she just said to our Jewish guests, because to her it made perfect sense and it's not a big deal because she's from Switzerland and it's not a problem in Switzerland. And that kind of politically correctness just does not, it's not a thing, you know, because everyone's Swiss and that's it, you know. A couple things. I think... The more vague you are, the more racist it sounds. But if you say, like, the Orthodox Jewish people staying here, um, they don't shower on the Sabbath because that requires them to turn a knob and that's work, and they're forbidden from doing so, then that's, like, not racist. Yeah. Because you seem to know what you're talking about, like, factually. But I would say to Orthodox Jews who cannot work on the Sabbath, please do not use the pool on Sunday. Yeah. That people would be complaining about that too, but I'd be like, That's true. <laughs> if you're not taking a shower, 
You can't be in a public pool. Like that's I'd be like, I would just get them all in one place and be like, hey, look, bro, you're not taking a shower on the Sabbath. Cool. I respect your your religious beliefs. But you're not taking a shower because you can't turn a fucking knob. Guess what? Walking down to the pool and getting in the swimming pool, not only is that work, but also that's a dick move, bro. <laughs> you know? I'm like, there are other people here other than it's not this not just the just Jewish people here. You know, if you guys want to like roll in the stank, that's fine. I don't want to. I mean, obviously, I'm taking it to the next level, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's like you, you gotta be fucking respectful of other people at the same time. Like you gotta like like what's the limit? You know, where do we draw the line? Oh, it's their religion, so it's cool. No, I mean, I, I get where she's coming from. She should not have said like the way she way it sounds, the way this is worded, it's just poorly worded. You know, but at the same time, it's like, come on, bro, just fucking think about other people you know it's selfish like why would you do that anyway the Torah says they must roll <clears throat> in the stank <laughs> god we're bad alright let's keep it moving we're not gonna All make right. any we're not so, gonna be played played well we're not gonna play well in Israel tonight <laughs> just uh sweep that under the rug yeah 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 well our more racism careers more, are over. More racism. Well, not really, but Confederate statues were removed in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So they did this overnight in the dead of night. Didn't tell anyone it was happening. They're just like, all right, go. And I should point out it's removed by the government. So not like a bunch of guys. <laughs> I wonder how long they had been planning that. I would think having some experience working for the government that the implementation of that plan would have taken more than, you know, a week's planning. But maybe the city of Baltimore is just really efficient. Well, I mean, how long has it been since Charlottesville? Two weeks? A week and a half? I think so. Yeah, so they had time. That's, that's yeah, two weeks. Well, so this is what happened. So the a commission appointed by the former mayor of Baltimore recommended removing two of the four Confederate monuments in 2015. Okay. Then on Monday, which is two days after Charlottesville, Baltimore City Council made the decision to remove them all. Hmm. So there you go. I mean, and, and I think I think that does that makes sense to me because I think every city and state right now is going to be like, we don't want to be the next Charlottesville. We don't want to be the next place where it's going to be like a bunch of people coming here saying, hey, we're pro-Confederate pro statues, yeah. and then a bunch of – like nobody wants – because guess what? Every time this happens now, it's going to be a flashpoint for more more death and destruction, and nobody wants – no city wants to be that. So I don't have a problem with what they're doing. This is like ultimately to protect their people and to protect – and to get better optics, <laughs> you know? So uh, It's good it, PR. Yeah, it's good PR. So they're they're – Depending on which what angle you're looking for, looking at it from, what, what I want to know is a where the statue is going, and b yeah. they took down a statue that wasn't a Confederate statue. It was a pro, um, it was a pro slavery, um, uh, what memorial? is that? Memorial? No, it was a judge, the judge, um, Chief Justice, <clears throat> a, a pro slavery Chief Justice who who voted. Who voted in the Dred Scott case, which which kept kept slavery going for another 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 period of time or whatever? Um, they took his statue down also, 
at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that's Justice Roger Taney. Yeah. So my problem here's my thing, right? I have a couple things. One, why do why would somebody be like, let's put a statue of Robert E. Lee in this park? You know? I guess maybe someone paid for it. I don't know what happened, but why even do that, number one? Why even if somebody said, We want to put a statue of Emperor uh Mirimoto or whatever, I'm making that name up, but uh the Emperor who started World War Two, we want to put a statue of him in the park. We'll pay for it. Oh, cool, bro. No, let's do it. What? That doesn't make any sense to me, you know? <clears throat> Isn't it Hirohito? Hirohito, yeah. Let's put a statue of Hitler in the fucking downtown DC. We're paying for it. It's cool, right, bro? Like what what city would let them do like how did we get here that we had to do this now anyway? Well the <clears throat> Well, I, I agree with you in principle. The uh, the issue is those people were Americans. That I'm an American. Where's my fucking statue? <laughs> you didn't try to oppress millions. No. <laughs> so you get a statue? You get rewarded so, for oppressing millions? James, right. do, you, do you think these statues will end up on the black market? No, I think... I'm oh, wondering, my God. This is very funny. I think I think that they're I think I think what's going to happen is I I would I would hope that the statues are not destroyed or something or melted. Yeah, they have down. to be in a warehouse. I hope that maybe some of them will go to a museum. They're gonna that's, they're gonna melt them down. What are you talking about? No, that's what I hope. I no. hope they go to a museum. I mean, because like like <clears throat> like what? as much as I disagree <clears throat> with the whole with with Taney and what he did and what he stood for, he wasn't a Confederate. You know, he was a part of America's history. And I almost view that as like as kind of like whitewashing America's history. Like, hey, we're nothing bad ever happened, and that kind of scares me. Like, I don't want to. They're like, we don't have to. The 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 governor said we don't want to highlight America's darkest corners, and I think you have to highlight America's darkest corners. Like, you have to show that hey, bad people did have power, and bad things did happen, and people made mistakes. You know, it's the Confederate stuff. I get it. I don't Rod, have a problem. Get this, Rod, sorry, Roger Taney. He yeah. was the Attorney General of Maryland at one point. So that must be why mm. we had a statue of him here in Maryland. Yeah. There you go. I'm also curious um, if there were any major battles in Maryland during the Civil War. Probably somewhere, Annapolis maybe. But, James, I understand. Would you. Support having a Confederate and a Union statue on a historic battleground rather than like having a Confederate statue in the middle of the city of Baltimore? Mm, no, I would I would not. I would not. No, not statue because a statue glorifies. And the thing is, they lost, you know, like that to me is just like having a statue of Hitler, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, we have a statue of him at um whatever, because he was. Uh, the opposing general, no, he's a loser is what he is. And to invest the time to build a statue in him and money is, like, too much. James, now, should, it, should it be in a museum? Yes. Like, should we forget about it? No. Um, and I think you have to be careful walking down a slippery slope of, like, like Taney, I think, is a bridge too far, honestly. And I don't, obviously, he's a, a dirtbag, but he's a, he's a, to remove his statue would, would say, hey, Maryland was a place where everyone smiles and gives you fucking flowers when you come across the border and you get a hand job from the governor because you're great. And that's not what Maryland <clears> is. Well, I don't think that's what removing the statue is doing. 
mean, yeah, it totally it totally does. I mean, we still we still know who Roger Taney is. No, but people won't know who. Just like we is. still know who Hitler is. I mean, we still know yeah, who people Robert know who, E. Lee is. People I mean, know who Hitler is. Michael, have you ever heard of Roger Taney before this statue? I believe I had actually. Bullshit, Evan. Have you ever heard of him? No. Isn't there yeah. a Taney town on somewhere? That I don't know. I don't okay. know. And maybe they, maybe you have heard of him, Michael, but I'd never heard of him, and I think most people hadn't. You know, I think people who live in the general area of that statue probably knew who he was and didn't, I mean, knew who the statue was of because of signs around the statue, but didn't know who he was or what he did. But if somebody saw the statue and said, like, I like statues, so I would see the statue and be like, I want to know more about that. Like, I like to look at statues and know their history and stuff. So I would want to know more about that. And I'd be like, oh, I discovered who this guy is. He was a piece of shit. Huh. Okay. Keep it moving. You know, but. To remove it almost says like, "Hey, it didn't. It didn't happen." Like a lot of stuff we just don't know about because there's no, there's no daily reminders of it of it happening. You know, mm-hmm. like like people wake up every morning, and be like, "Huh, I have a toast and bagel and everything." They don't think about slavery. There's no fucking reminders of. It. We hate talking about it. There's no reminders of it, but it was a thing that happened, like crazy. You know, would so. you be interested in visiting a well curated Confederate museum? Yes. I would. Would it be similar if it's celebrated f- a confederate confederatism <laughs> or whatever? No, mm-hmm. I would not want to visit that museum. That was like when it walks in, it's like white power. You know, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't want to visit that museum. It's like welcome to Costco, white power. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Dick Cheney think... greeter. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say, Michael? They just say "fuck you" to yeah. the person who walks in. <laughs> Or or the one the one from uh, Idiocracy is even better, I think. Well, yeah, that's what I was kind of playing off of. Yeah, I said, "Welcome um, to Walmart. I love you." Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think a Confederate museum would be interesting in the same way that um, visiting that museum slash Napoleon's tomb was interesting. I mean, Napoleon lost too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and someone put this, uh, ETC News put this the right way, I think, was like, like these guys, um, Genghis Khan, uh, Rommel, Attila the Hun, Alexander the Great, like these were great military tacticians. And we celebrate mm. the lessons we learned from them. Like people, they still teach Rommel in U.S. Army tank schools. Because he basically invented tank combat in the in the twentieth century, you know. So they still teach his stuff because you can learn from your enemies. That said, that doesn't mean that he was a wonderful person, and we should all get down to our knee, fall to our knees, and suck on his proverbial ghost cock, you know. And I think Robert E. Lee, there's a there's a mixture of like Robert E. Lee was this great guy who like didn't like slaves and all that stuff. We don't know what the fuck Robert E. Lee liked or didn't like. And he movies and TV have painted him as this like kind of willing, likable, curmudgeonly general who just wanted to save his cotton farm or whatever the fuck. But he fought on the side of people who were like, yeah, uh, slavery gives us an economic foothold and it helps us grow our it helps us grow our space. But also the core of that belief is these aren't people. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
were they two thirds of a person, or they were not people? I think it's two. Well, that came later. Two thirds okay. of a person came later. But yeah, something like that. I mean, I think before they're just property. They, me, <laughs> we. I thought it was. I thought it was three fifths. Well, I'm sorry, I, I could have my ratio wrong. Yeah, well, people aren't ratios, but yeah, we're probably <laughs> all wrong. <laughs> it's a mess, man. I mean, this this country's a fucking mess, and we're still like fucking living the. We're still living this stuff, and people don't want to face it. People are like, no, everything's fine now. You drive so, a car, don't you? You have a fucking credit card, right? You're a person. Just chill, bro. You know. I, I don't mean to make this like a big mental exercise, but slaves were predominantly used for like cotton and tobacco farming, for you know exports mostly. I'm assuming. I guess I don't know. So they weren't exactly like expanding, you know, or like terraforming the United States as we know it. Not terraforming, but you know, expanding the. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's habitable, guys. Trust me. Except for Nevada and Arizona. <laughs> um, so, like, where do you Believe think... Believe it. Do you think this... Do you think things would be very different if there if there were no slaves brought over? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You think it would be, like, a smaller country? No. I think or, like, be... still belong half to Mexico or whatever? So... So a guy did a video on YouTube called um, called he has a video, his YouTube channel called Alternate History and I haven't watched it yet, but he has an alternate history called What If Slaves Weren't in the United States, and his his episodes are his shows are actually really really good, um, because he looks Please. at all the historical stuff. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they they've kind of said for a long time that the United States became a power because of the power of slavery like we're still we're still recouping the benefits of being of the economic status that being a slave being a country that used slaves put upon us like england slavery was illegal but slavery was legal in all their and many of their outlying countries many of their like colonies Mm -hmm. um and they had their ships and military and everything else like so that's and 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 they had all the colonies feeding them so we did a lot of trade with england and europe and everything else like that even during the war and all all these other situations we're still trading with them and still sending them cotton things like that it's that it's those exports because all our major trading partners we were able to feed all our major trading partners during that period in europe's history so that you know no matter what they say you know it wasn't like we were just making cotton and buying it ourselves no it was going all over the place mm-hmm. you know because that's that's how the world moves man is the, the economic power you know military power can only get you so far but anyway yeah, i'll find that video and post it in there and yeah. you know thank you apparently um <clears throat> the united kingdom outlawed slavery in uh 1833 like everywhere yep really yeah but we were buying slaves from their from 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 their uh, their outlying uh, from their colonies. Um, well, I'll take I, your word. I, that, I believe that's you, where we got all but, our slaves from. That's where I got our slaves from 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 British colonies. It says, I think we did says, a lot of trade with with the Dutch. The Dutch. That's true too. It says here the Britain abolished slave trade in 1807, but did not abolish slavery itself until 1833. <clears throat> Putting the cart before the horse there, huh? 
All right. Could have just done the second one and been done with it. Yeah, so, like, this applied, like, in Canada and, you know, everywhere else that was a, was a colony. Canada, I don't think Canada ever had slaves. I'm looking here. Apparently they did, but it wasn't nearly as widespread as in the United States. So. Good talk. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up, <clears throat> got this... Um, there's a website called disruptj20.org. Oh, boy. And it was for anti-Trump protesters. They were mostly the ones logging into it or accessing it um, to protest him when he was being inaugurated. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> According to this article, one about 1.3 million people visited the website. And they they read they went there to to vent and to register their protest. So I don't know if you just say yes, I, I denounced this, or you know I don't know what was going on. But that over one million people access the website. The Department of Justice has now issued a warrant, um, and they want the the and they send it to the hosting provider DreamHost, um, for every single piece of information it had related to the website from where coordinated protests were recorded. So the warrant covered people responsible for operating the website, people who own it, and the 1.3 million protesters' IP addresses. Good luck on the last one. I doubt they're going to have any kind of log with that information. Yeah, I don't know, man. But that's like, whoa! It's like they can just ask for one one point three million. Like, yeah, give us give us the logs with all these IPs in them, please. Mm-hmm. To me, that's like, whoa! That's... I wonder how many of them were American and how many were foreign. Yeah, true. I'm sure yeah. there were foreign protesters to Trump being president. Yeah, there were guys from Canada there. Yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there were people from all over. Um, so obviously, you Which know. surprised me. <laughs> that was pretty surprising. Is it? Yeah, Canadians? I don't know. Is it Canadians? I mean, they believe even it or like not, people? But no, believe just, it or not, the politics of this country matter in the world. <laughs> I, I know that, but I'm just kind of surprised that, like, I didn't think that Canadians could be racist. We talking about the same thing? What are we talking about? What are you talking about racist? What are you, ta- what are you talking about? I thought <laughs> I was looking at the video and I heard snippets of the conversation. What run it back for me? What are we talking about? <laughs> Next story, please. <laughs> are we on we on Oh, oh. Oh. But, yeah. Oh. That makes the now the political thing makes more sense now. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm. It's like, yeah, Canadians are racist. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> huh? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right, next up. A little Sorry. levity. A little <laughs> levity here. Uh, Taylor Swift was violated. Oh, yeah. 
by a uh, radio DJ guy during like a photo op. And I think he sued her because he ended up getting fired Mm -hmm. because of the accusation. And so she countersued him. And now she won. And she, how much did she count to my for, Michael? One whole dollar. Yeah. Because she's like, get wrecked, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't care about the money. <laughs> so I have a question about this. Did he actually grope her? Like, is there proof of this? Or is she just her word against his? Because that's what, the way I first saw it, and this is all tells you the power of, like, how they advertise the thing. But the way I first saw it just seemed like it was, like, she accused him, and he got fired, and he was the innocent victim, and it never actually happened. That's the only perspective I knew about, um, but I only heard about it, like, three days ago. I have no idea how long it's been going on, and there was some, you know, supposed photographic proof that, at the time that I read, was not, you know, released to the public or anything, as it probably may never be, but I guess she won, and I guess he put his, like, hand up her skirt to touch her butt or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yep. Justice is done. Up her skirt. That's ballsy, man. That is ballsy. Up Taylor Swift, sir. Like, what, you think she's not going to do anything? Mm-hmm. Damn. Probably like, this is how the game is played. Yeah. You're a, you're a dumb bitch, aren't you? She's like, um, get wrecked, bro. It's like, your life is over. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. he gets what he deserves. Mm-hmm. As usual, Michael's pay, Michael's links are a, are a, are a mobile link. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with this webpage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. That's all right. Am I up there? I think uh, I think we're on to your uh, your story here, James. Okay, so we kind of been talking about this on and off. It's uh, and I'm not going to beat it up. Um, I think uh, whether you're liberal or conservative or somewhere in the middle. Obviously, if you're a liberal, then you love you know Vice, you know and love Vice News. If you're a conservative, you may not be a fan of Vice News. They fall somewhere to the left in most cases. I think that this particular coverage was done pretty well as far as from the perspective of the people that were interviewed and talked to, it was not like, I don't think it was totally treated in a, in a left way or a pro anti-Trump way. It was more taught. It was a matter of Trump's name. Part of it. It's basically like this young lady. And I didn't, I don't remember her name. She follows, uh, she follows some of the people who organized the Charleston rally Charlottesville rally. Um, she follows them around for about a day and a half before the rally. And then a little after the rally and gets their synopsis of like what happened with the car and, you know, then their views on why they're there and all everything behind it. Honestly, it's a really, really good thing. And I, I feel kind of bad about it because it makes you hate them. Because the guy who's talking is like probably the most extreme guy that she could pop. Well, probably the second most extreme guy she could talk to. Um, and I feel like not saying that anybody who believes what these guys believe is right, but just saying that 
if you can meet people on a common ground, maybe you can see their point of view and say, hey, let me help you get back to the center here a little bit. Um, and this article doesn't do that. It, it helps you like really hate these guys. Uh, but it's definitely a worthwhile watch because it helps you understand the face of like, you know, fucked upness, honestly. So definitely... I do believe one of the main organizers of that whole event is from the old Montgomery County. Um, I believe you. I don't I remember believe... his name. What power? No. Oh. So there's one thing that's going around here. People are like, there's a great thing with, uh, God damn it, Rappaport? Michael Rappaport? Michael Rappaport. He's got a Twitter like rant of like five or six videos where he's like kind of ripping into them. Because these guys, he's like, he's like, they're polo short, polo shirt, coffee wearing, polo shirt wearing, coffee drinking, uh, hipster asshole, white supremacist. And he's kind of messing, he's kind of making fun of them because it's honestly the silly, when you watch the videos of them marching, that's what they all look like, you know? Yeah, I saw a thing that's like, look, they're dressed like fucking Trump. Yeah, yeah, and they dress, <laughs> they do dress like Trump, you know? Like they they're dressed their, like they showed Trump on the golf course, and it's like, that's exactly how these guys are dressed. Yeah, polo shirts tucked into fucking khakis. I mean, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, you do it have weird. A, you do have a bunch of the regular guys in there that you expect to see, like this guy rides a motorcycle, this guy lives in the country somewhere and works on cars and also punches black people on the weekend. Like, you, <laughs> like they those guys are in there. The guys like the full mixed, like the full itinerary. Yeah, I mean th- those guys. <laughs> those, How yeah. does he make the time? <laughs> yeah, um, if something's important enough, you make the time. Yeah, I mean, and those guys are f- represented. They're definitely there, but there's a lot of like young, almost like guys. You'd say these guys are yuppies. You know, there's a lot of those guys in there. And that's, there's a whole, I guess it's like you're, it's, I don't know, man, you know, I think that the sad thing is, is that a lot of stuff because, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to blame Trump, but a lot of stuff has become bungled, bundled into one package. So it's, it's sad. Like being, being a conservative now doesn't mean you want to be fiscally responsible and small government. It means like you are religious, you are the religious right why power? Um, Some of means, that too. It means like you know, America first, and everyone else take fucking nineteenth place. It means you know the red pill. If you know what the red pill is, you know it, it's it just has a lot of bad connotations now. Um, and conservatism has to come back. And actually, there's another great article. I'll put it in here that Vice News did um, a long, like hour long special. Where he talks about it's by the guy who runs the the CEO and the chief editor in chief of Vice. He does he has like a two year interview or for like a four year a four he has an interview with Obama in the last couple of days of his presidency, basically talking about how did we get to a a country that could bring Obama into office to a point where politics are so partisan and people are so split that when Obama leaves. And I mean, he tells Obama, him and Obama talk clearly about it. And Obama's like, yeah, it's kind of my fault. You know, he doesn't say that, but it's kind of implied in the interview that this is my fault. Um, And some things he did caused this to happen. You know, um, things he did not to be toxic or bad, but he was trying to just get things done in a country that in in a Congress that did not want to help him get things done. And because of the media and then Obama's own choice of words on certain things. 
it invented the Tea Party, which was kind of the start of all this. You know, it was kind of the start of the far right movement. And then it continued to get worse and worse and worse over the years. So and that brings us to a place where we are right now where people are like, my only refuge is these other communities. And, you know, it's sad, but we know in this world there's very few like I feel like all of us are in the middle, right? Like all three of us are in the middle. But most people aren't in the middle. Like most people are like, oh, you're a Democrat. Okay, well, let's have fucking gay sex on the lawn in my open relationship. I'm I drive a Ford Pri I drive a Prius and uh a Ford Prius. I die yeah. I drive a Dodge Stratus. Yeah. I drive a Ford Prius <laughs> and I only I only have, you know, I only shop at, at um Whole Foods. Uh, Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. Or yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and that's like and then the other side is like I go to church every Sunday, you know, uh, die faggots. Transgenders aren't real people, you know, and the black people, black people and Mexicans are stealing my jobs and whatever, you know, whatever. It's just crazy. Like, it's just so split. And that is like the bigger, broader picture of how we get to a place in Charlottesville. I don't know, though, if that's true. James, that you're saying most people are one or the other. No, no, no. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that most people are. I think that, I think that if you try, and this is my opinion, I think if you are looking for a place to call your political uh, or moral home, I think if you look for other people like yourself, like I think we're all very similar people, and we're all kind of in the middle sort of people, but I think that. If you found a group of people, you said, oh, we have the same sense of humor and we have the same whatever. We have, we like the same political candidate or whatever. Then all of a sudden you're getting bombarded with their thoughts and ideas, especially in social media. You're in this echo chamber of like all these bros. And now you're like, oh, well, they also feel like the reverse misogyny movement is happening and they're getting their throats stepped on by women. And the whole world is designed to make women happier and make them sadder and, um, you know affirmative action is choking all the job opportunities for you and Mexicans are to come to this country and they're raping everybody. Like you start hearing all this echo chamber shit. And the next thing you know, you've been sucked deeper into this fucking world, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree. Hmm. Confirmation bias. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so anyway, the, the one the guy she interviewed, and I swear I'm done after this. Uh, Chris Cantwell is the guy she interviewed in that article, and in the article, in the in the video, she's he's going ham, he's going fucking ham, you know. Um, uh, but she interviewed him, and she kind of stuck with him the entire time. And then on August 17th or August 16th, he posted a video on Facebook. Basically saying, crying, basically saying how he was being, uh, he was wanted by the police. He didn't want to go to the police because he was scared of what would happen. Um, basically, the Vice News article blew the fuck up. Like, it blew up like crazy. They have five million views right now. Hmm. Um, and everybody saw how much of an insane person this guy was. I mean, the Daily Stormer got got caught out, called out from this article from this video hmm. so it blew the fuck up and people were like oh now if you see this guy on the fucking street people are like oh it's you motherfucker like that's what that's what the world that's how it's come so this guy's like afraid to walk the street now he does carry a bunch of guns he carries like four or five guns on him 
at any given time. But so now he's like, I'm scared. I don't want to go to the magistrate's office. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like he's having a hard time. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but he's having a hard time. And so he's on this art in this video crying about it. Um, it's a little unclear as to what what all he's he's uh, upset about. But, you know, I think he just called the cops or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know what ever came of this, but people are making fun of that. It's getting a lot more hype, this video of him crying, than it should be. He's not, you know, he could be just allergic to a cat in the video. I don't know. Leave Britney alone. It, 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 it's almost like that, but he's not, like, fully all-out crying. He's kind of like... <sighs> he like, it's like... It almost sounds like he's, he's emotional. Yeah, well, I don't even know if he's emotional. I, you can't tell it's so foggy. He's like in a fucking pool bathroom or, you know, <laughs> did he shower first? Yeah, he must have showered first because it's his fucking lens is all foggy. You can't tell what's happening. And he might be crying. I don't know that people are like he's crying. The young Turks are like, oh, this guy's such a pussy ass bitch. Oh, fucking faggot ass. It's a faggot because they're liberals. But you know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway. Very good. I might uh, watch that. Actually. Yeah, it's. Honestly, both of those are really good to watch. And that that I'll find that other other video. Uh, the Obama little, interview one? Yeah, that's excellent. Like, if you want to understand the political landscape right now and how we got here, it's an it's like about 40 minutes long, but it's so good. And this is the stuff they put on HBO, but of course Vice puts it up there on their YouTube page for free. So mm-hmm. that's totally worth watching if you're interested in the political landscape. And, and I mean, uh, it's very, there's no bias because they have they have they talked to Boehner to to um Senator Boehner who was the uh former Senator Boehner who was the Master House Boehner. majority uh, House majority leader sorry i had to i know house he was the house majority leader um uh and they talked to Cantwell who was the the deputy whip at the time during Obama's period who was also uh let go they talked to Nancy Pelosi. They talk to a bunch of people and they kind of frankly talk about like how this is um how things kind of see, I think a lot of congressmen get into this whole thing. They're like, I am a politician and a gentleman. You know, mm-hmm. like they firmly believe that they are gentlemen. So they behave in a gentlemanly manner. You know, and there's a point in time when one of the congressmen, the new Tea Party congressman, yells at Obama when Obama's talking to the Congress. And he says, you're a liar. And the whole house is quiet. (laughs) And they were like Boehner himself, who's like, I didn't like Obama. But that that moment was a cross where we crossed a line from being what we were supposed to be to becoming like this rabble who can't get anything done. And do you know how they have to refer to each other. I think you can't you can't say like Bob, you're wrong if you're like the senator from Massachusetts is presenting an incorrect argument. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, you can't you call the, anyone by name. You'd be like rules. Yeah. Yeah, the procedures like the, and all that. The senator from Nevada. You know, you can't you can't talk to anyone. I wonder why they did that. I like it. I didn't. You know, I never looked into why, but the whole gentlemanly thing kind of ties in with that. Yeah, yeah. I knew that there, like, I knew that there was one place more than anywhere else where the whole gentleman thing was a big, big deal. One thing I don't understand about the whole 
about the, I'll just use the word Republican, but it doesn't really matter. Conservative, whatever. How does Congress make money? <laughs> no, we know that. <laughs> um, the whole religion aspect of it. That was like not a thing until, uh, I'm just going to say Truman. It's the wrong president, but like sometime in the early fifties, I think it was not like a nation under God. It seems like it's getting worse. It is. Try having like an atheist or agnostic president for the, you know, now. Won't happen. Well, I don't think we've we've never had that. I mean, oh, some of the old old ones were, I'm sure. Back in the before before time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, know about that, Evan. I, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. I think some president used someone running used religion as a method to get people get people's votes because if you want to strike people in their heart in a place they're scared. Um, in a place they're really emotional because emotion is like the downfall of common sense, right? So a place where people can be most emotional is faith because faith doesn't involve any common sense. It involves blind belief. So if you want to get people to believe in you, you strike them in the fucking faith titty, you know, right in the faith balls, you know, and, and they said, Hey, I believe in your God and we're going to make sure things are godly together. People are like, Oh shit. So, So, so is that what Trump's been doing? Absolutely. Is he like talking about God and shit? Did I miss uh, that? I think he has talked about Christianity and under God and a lot of that quite often, because his part of being a conservative means you have a right wing, ultra conservative religious base. Like a lot of money comes from those people. <laughs> he has to appeal to them in some way. I'm going to read you and something. What, what about Trump? Says nothing. Good, he was good. He, a good Christian, quote unquote, he, whatever that means. He's white and he's rich. Many, many, many Go times on. he was like, I'm an atheist. Many, I mean, in the past, he was like, yeah, I'm not religious at all. So that's bullshit. But no one pays attention to the past. Yeah, no. I but believe. I'm going to read you a short excerpt what from matters is in your Wikipedia. Heart. No, go ahead. Yeah. Correct. Uh, well, first of all, it has been acknowledged that three U.S. presidents, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Andrew Johnson, had no religious affiliation. Most presidents have been formal members of a particular church or religious body, and a specific affiliation can be assigned to every president from James A. Garfield on. So I guess it just kind of started with Garfield whenever that was, which was in the 1900s or um, late 1800s. Oh, okay. So farther back than I thought. Oh, okay. Still in the before, before times. <laughs> well, that's interesting, though. I didn't know that we could actually, we could actually say that some presidents were like, nah. Perhaps some of the best ones, Jefferson, Lincoln, pretty good dudes. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, definitely. And what was the third dude? Uh, Andrew Johnson. He's a pretty good dude, I think, too. Andrew Johnson. Hmm. Can't say I, I recall anything the, about him. The president after Lincoln. If Whatever. Okay. Well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, cool. I like it. A little history lesson there, yep. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, moving on here, Stranger Danger. So, we only have one uh, one item to discuss here. I saw this now. Actually, I've heard of... So, this is about... It says an unpatchable flaw in modern cars. Allows hackers to disable safety features. Okay. So... <clears throat> Now, I've actually heard this discussed in the past, so I'm not sure why it's coming back up to the surface, but um, what it, what they're referring to here is all, all modern cars um, since 1989 use something called C-A-N or CAN. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, interface bus under your dash. Well, that's that's part of it, yeah. The uh, okay. OBD2 port mm-hmm. is is part of it, although that wasn't that actual port wasn't standardized till 1996. Um at least in North America, but the CAN bus is how everything kind of talks to each other on the car. Mm-hmm. Right? So it could be um the instrument cluster the airbags, the anti-lock brakes, the power steering, the this, the that, everything talks through this this one bus. Mm-hmm. And it, it was designed in the 80s and put into production in 1989 with, with no security in mind. They didn't have to think about it back then, I guess. Well. How could they have known? How could they have known? They were they were innocent. <laughs> <laughs> so of course now, especially with cars that have, you know, four G LTE built in and Wi Fi and they have USB ports and all this other shit. Yeah. Now it's a lot easier for you to affect the actual systems of the car. You know, like the brakes, the airbags, the this, the that, whatever. So that's still in use? Oh yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That's it's not, not like it's not like moving from you know ISA to AGP to PCI Express, using a you know that kind of bus in a different manner, but like a, a communication avenue. Oh yeah, no, they're still using ISA. They never moved past it. <laughs> Word, and they're just adding shit onto it, you know. But Jesus it's still goodness. ISA, you know. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Is Tesla using that? Everybody. Everybody uses it. That's it's kind the of surprising. It's the standard. He didn't have the foresight to... I mean, there's very little that's standard about a Tesla vehicle. I'm surprised that they decided to use that. I guess I guess technically they could use something different. Um, just no one does. I'm not, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's... Maybe it'd be hard to... You know... Like everyone knows, oh, the car goes park, reverse, neutral, drive. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe same thing for like fixing a car. Like you know, the mechanics like, okay, let's take a look. You know, what does the bus tell us? You know, the can system says that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it does all have to be one. You know, standard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a limit. There has to be a limit though between like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And hey, let's innovate. You know what I mean? Like, can you? Ma- <laughs> That's kind of I'm just shocking, actually. I didn't know that at all. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So be afraid, everyone. Be very afraid. Your car is vulnerable. Now, my car is not vulnerable. Well, I take that back. Because my car was made in or after 1989, it is vulnerable. But it's not vulnerable because there's no 4G LTE, Wi-Fi, or USB ports. Hmm. So it'd be more difficult for someone to do something to my car, although still not impossible. They'd have to be, like, sitting in the driver's seat with a laptop? Probably, yeah. Hooked up to your dash <laughs> somewhere? Yeah, or yeah. or the minimum, like, I have a device plugged into my OBD2 port, and it talks oh, yeah. to my iPhone with Bluetooth. Or Wi-Fi. Or, no, it's Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth, yeah. So, but there are devices like that, you know, and so you could do it wirelessly that way, but... You're just asking them to break in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, if you want to read any details, there's details in this uh, in this article, including they have a little video with a proof of concept uh, where they have a they have a car out there and they they do something to it. So like panic, be very afraid. There are seven people in the world that can pull this off. One what? of them might be your neighbor. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually. He's like even seven. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say. I'll be honest. I don't think this is that hard to do. Yeah. Now, am I gonna go do it? No. It's but, probably for the best. But. But it's you tempting. Could. It's tempting. So, no, so be no. warned. Yes, be warned, peoples. Um. Okay. So let's see. Next up, um, let's see. I guess I'll talk about this. So there's a uh, there's a Movie Pass thing. So there's a new service called Movie Pass, and it's actually not that new, but they just kind of revamped it and they made it cheaper. Mm-hmm. So the service it costs ten dollars a month. You have to download an app to your phone. It works for iOS and Android. And the way it works, you sign up for the service, $10 a month. They send you a debit card in the mail, like a Visa card. And what the service does for $10 a month, it lets you go see one movie per day. So today you could wake up and you could say, I would like to see, you know, Dunkirk. That's playing in the movie theater right now. And you could go see it. Now, it doesn't let you see, and then tomorrow I could wake up and go see whatever else is playing. You know, I don't even know what the hell's playing in the movie theater anymore. But it works, you know, just one movie per day. Now, the only thing is, it's a little, it's a little wacky the way it works. You have to be within 100 yards of the movie theater to actually make the purchase. Well, it's not so outrageous, you know, if you decided you're going to go to the movies... They'll be there anyways. Yeah, I mean, you just, the only thing is you couldn't be like, wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I want to go see this, you know, at 3 p.m. Right. Buy it and be like, all right, cool, I'm I'm good, you know? And like in case it's going to get sold out or whatever, you know? So, so you'd have to do a little more planning ahead. And it, I wonder why they do that, though. Is it like, is that a scam? Not a scam, but it's like, is, is there something like I guess if the tickets are sold out? I don't know. If the tickets are sold out, 
you can't get it or something. I mean, I, I mean, someone has to buy the tickets. So I guess they assume if you were within a hundred meters of the theater that you're actually going, you're not just going to order. Uh, I mean, I guess you can only order one, but in theory, they're not going to have 300 people, you know, booking right. an entire theater and then not showing up. The other thing it prevents is, um, you know, you can't buy a ticket and have your friend go. Oh, true. Unless you give them your phone. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so I guess you buy the ticket and then you go in the theater and then I guess you, I mean, I don't know exactly how it works, but I guess you, you slide the card that they sent you. And that yeah, you still have to go to the box to... office and get your ticket, as far as I know. Yeah, maybe you can do it at the machines in there if that's that kind of movie theater. I don't know, but oh yeah, you're you guys are fancy on the East Coast over there. Forgot about that. Oh, you still have uh, velvet ropes and uh, yep, a guy in a hat. Hell <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been to the movie theater in a long time, but uh, I don't think there's He's any. Like, our theaters theater. have class. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's brass. <laughs> so now it works in I, I last time I saw it it said 3700 movie theaters mm-hmm. then I saw it another thing it said 4000 over 4000 movie theaters I did a search so they did a post on Reddit and some guy made a, a quick and dirty website where you can just type in your zip code and then it tells you what movie theaters you know work with this program I did my zip code here and it was every movie theater you know, it yeah. was it was the the Regal Cinema, you know, down the street. It was the AFI Silver Movie Theater, you know, that's the artsy fartsy one. It was, you know, every movie theater around. So I was like, oh, okay. Is the movie theater industry in that dire of straits? Do they have to go with a program like this? Probably. Now the know. the key is don't buy popcorn or anything when you're there. <laughs> it's only ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So is okay. So, James is like, I don't understand how this isn't a scam. Well, well, well here's the thing, right? Here, here's, here's, here's what we're proving now. None of us truly understand the real economics of movie theaters. Because how if they, do... No. If, if, yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. sure they make 90% of the profits from the concessions. Oh, yeah. Movie theaters, yeah. Supposedly movie theaters, they don't make any money off the movie. It's all off the you know, popcorn and bullshit. So I guess that's what they're saying. They're, I guess they're saying if you pay $10 a month for this service... We a still get to pack the theaters because nobody goes to movies anymore, probably. And b people are going to uh, buy food because they're like, "Oh, I saved money," and they go buy some food and they, they fucking stuff stuff it balls deep in your asshole when it's time to get the food. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's the key, people. If you sign up for this, don't 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 be taken in. Invest in sandwich bags and Cheerios. Or a yes. big purse full of Twizzlers, and when someone says, sir, may I look in your purse, and you say, how dare you assume my gender and walk past them. Yeah. <laughs> With a exactly. smug-ass smug yeah. look. <laughs> With a smug-ass look. Yeah. How dare you assume my gender. So, James, would it be would it be Cheerios that are just regular Cheerios? I mean, I'd do Fruit Loops or Cheerios. I've smuggled a cheeseburger into a fucking... A cheeseburger, a Coke, and fries in a in, in a winter coat before. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, were they all in your pocket? Yeah, your jeans pocket. <laughs> no, they were they're in my coat pocket. In a winter coat, yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. I like it. I like your style, sir. Yeah, I mean, my but mom's super cheap, so that also tells you that 
movie theaters are willing to accept a ticket for 30 cents to see a movie. Yeah, it just seems too cheap to be... It's crazy. You can see a movie a day Mm -hmm. for $10 a month. That's crazy. Now, the service was something like $35 a month. And you can use it 30 times a month? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think you could... I don't think there are 30 movies playing, you know, but... I could and be that's wrong. the thing. They, they know there's not 30 movies playing, so they know they're going to get Well, yeah, anyway. but I mean, you make it up after, what, two movies? It's paid for itself? I mean... One movie. Or is the value Maybe. of movies really lower than we thought? Well, either way, you have to pay your 10 or $15 every time you go see a movie, right? And so. what's going to happen to how we consume film? Like, how do... How do... Like, what are the moral and ethical implications <laughs> of this service? I mean, here's the question, right? We like good movies, and we show Hollywood that we like a movie or don't like a movie by with our box office money. What does this mean if we don't go to the box office and buy tickets anymore? <laughs> what do we want? CPR. When do we want it? Now. <laughs> you know CPR. what I mean, though? Yeah. You know, like, fucking... Um, they make a new Star Wars movie, and they just rehash, they recan a bunch of the old stuff, you know? And then they make another one. They do something. They do something. They do. They make Rogue Squatch, and then we show them. Hey, we like this movie. It was really good, and we told our friends about it. And they went to go pay money to go see it. You know what is that going to say? I don't. I don't know. I'm just kind of questioning how this is going to work. You know, like how? What's? What are the implications of this? You know, Hollywood's lazy as fuck. Is this going to make them lazier and produce even more low quality crap? I mean. I sent you guys a link the other day. Sharknado 5 is out. Yeah, I saw that with Ian well. Ziering and <laughs> Kira Reed, and I was like, oh my god, Ian well, Ziering Tara, so Tara Reed is in all of them, I think. Yeah, so Jesus is Ian Ziering. Who? She, she has like magic powers or something, and he has like a fucking, some weird fucking, uh, what's it called? And I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, why? What? what? Yeah. Um, I just did a, so... There was a movie I wanted to go see, and then I never heard about it again. It was like maybe two or three weeks ago. Valerian. Yeah, yeah. It, it did really put really poorly, and now they just completely totally stopped marketing it, which is sad. I um I just Googled Valerian, and, and, uh, and an article in The Guardian, theguardian.com, came up. It says, Box Office Massacre, How Hollywood mm-hmm. Flopped This Summer. Mm-hmm. And they have four movies called out here: Baywatch, Valerian, The Mummy, and King Arthur. Yeah, hmm. I saw King Arthur. I thought it was a good movie. It was exactly what you'd expect from Hollywood. I think. I think all three of those, like Valerian, it honestly it looked like a movie I kind of wanted to see, but it also looked kind of like over fluffed. It looked like, like oh. that. It looked like that. Is it John Carpenter? Mm, almost sort of we yeah we kind of talked about that john yeah, but, um yeah that was something else with a c yeah john carpenter john carter john carter yeah but, carter but okay. you know like apparently john carter has great source material and they just like wasted it and valeria has great source material and it was wasted and it was poorly marketed and also in america we don't know anything about valeria because it's a french comic book so americans didn't know the source material but you know, you do better marketing. The ad, the marketing, the advertising for Valerian was so bad and so vague, and you just don't know what's happening. That girl, Kira Delavine, or what's her name? Mm-hmm. She's so fucking fine. I yeah, would just see her standing in a fucking white room, fucking eating a hoagie. 
You know, I'd pay to go see that. So they, I feel like if they failed and it's, and it really is a good movie. And I saw some bits of it cause I tried to watch a legal copy of it, but it was all hosed. Um, um, from what I saw, it looked like a fun movie, you know, but it just feels like they didn't market it correctly. And the same thing with King Arthur, that was a good movie. And it just wasn't like, they did not punch you in the face and like, like you've got to see King Arthur. King <laughs> Arthur. You know what I mean? <laughs> Should they have? It wasn't, yeah. bru- it wasn't brutal enough for you. It wasn't brutal enough, dude. Oh my God, it's so metal. <laughs> I gotta see this. Oh, the Dutch. Yeah. First James. viewing, hosted by Danzig. <laughs> you know. Did you know that Cara Delevingne is British? Um, I didn't. But with that accent, I, I, I believe I you be enjoy deep, that accent. Deep insider. Hmm. I didn't even know the Baywatch movie had come out. <laughs> I thought I thought I was like, oh, it hasn't come out yet. It looked funny, but it looked like it was too much. That that I understand. It was just too much. The Rock can't save every movie. You know <laughs> that was just too much. It was just like let's do everything that we think Hollywood really works in Hollywood, which is like let's be over the top nasty about everything, and now let's take something that people kind of love to hate and that has a good name recognition. And brutalize it even more, and not not give it a good story, give it the same campy story. And Hollywood still hasn't learned. Like that's what I'm saying. And I'm afraid this app will take away their incentive to learn, because the thing is, I think Hollywood has to learn to make better movies, not so cerebral that Joe Schmo can't watch them, but not so unbelievable that you know your suspension of disbelief gets destroyed every time, every five minutes. You know, I don't think Hollywood has been making consistently great movies like that for a while that's moved think, yeah. more towards the independent scene it seems like it, it seems like they make crap the problem with independence is you're kind of stuck with like overly cerebral weird crap like um have you has any of you guys seen valhalla rising mm, no no yeah try to watch that <laughs> i don't think anyone talks the entire movie it has the guy who plays le chief in the in casino royale mm-hmm. he is the Vahalian. I don't know what the fuck he is. He never speaks. Is that Mads Mikkelsen? Yes. And I really whole, like him. I like him too. And the whole movie, he's just like moaning and crawling out of water and getting beaten and then walking <laughs> in grassy fields and then getting beaten and then moaning again. It's weird, man. And people are like, this is the best movie ever. And it's so fucking weird. You know? I'm like, thanks, independent movies. Eat a dick, bro. <laughs> In short, I don't really care how MoviePass works. Uh, I might take advantage of it while it's such a good deal. I probably will too, but it seems weird and wrong. I wonder if after every movie that you watch, you have to fill out a fucking survey or something. That'd be good. It would that'd suck, be annoying. Be, yeah, but you know what? Still, I'd rather fill out a survey because anything to let to give Hollywood some metrics so they could be better. <sighs> Yeah. More than likely, it'll be a survey about all the dry cleaners you like in the area or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> yeah, there's a few articles. I'm I'm not going to, you know, we can talk about another time, but there's a few articles talking about how will they make money, you know, and like, will it, will it give theaters a jolt of innovation or is it doomed to fail? And, you know, will it stick around and blah, blah, blah. And so 
I'm going to do some more digging on this, but uh, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up for it. I'm going to tell you that guy's that right now. Mere so. speculation. I do believe they have a limited number of uh, slots available. Oh, so, okay. go for it. This is the HD DVD of our times. <laughs> What's, uh... See, I never banked, I never, I think I waited for that one to... Or Divix. Divix. Yeah, when Circuit City used to mm-hmm. rent those. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is a great way to watch movies. Nope. <laughs> I remember those. I yep. remember when, uh, I think Daniel had that, didn't he? Yeah. That's crazy. I remember when people got Divix players. I was like, man, they, these guys got it right, man. <laughs> they're on the they're on the cusp. <laughs> it's like you, oh my you get God, the disc. And you, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is so smart. You know, that's why you say this is so fucking smart. <sighs> it's pretty interesting what that idea evolved into, though. What? Well, like you could go, you know, get a disc from Circuit City and you know pay for it for 48 hours or something and renew it over the phone and then came along, uh, you know, Netflix and you can get DVDs by mail, no return dates, just send them back when you want. And yeah. then there's streaming. It's true. Um, are we, do you want to talk about the Denfelders? The Denfelders. <laughs> um, Someone wanted to talk about the defense. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Michael jumped yeah. me. Well, yeah. You were you were busy putting things in your extra section, so and I, you don't link I'd anything. You, uh... Oh, there's no link for that. So um, the defenders is we talked about this many times. Uh, we talked about the trailers when the trailers came out uh, last year. Basically, the defenders is uh, uh, Marvel's slash Netflix's entourage series. Um, with uh, um, the what's it with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the Immortal Iron Fist, which is all their their four series, and all the series did really well except for the Immortal Iron Fist. Um, but they brought the same guy back, and they're doing they're doing the, they did the Defenders now. It just came out, I think, this weekend or maybe earlier this week. I just discovered it last night, so I was up till four a.m. watching five episodes <laughs> of it. Like a maniac, it's actually really good. It's what you've come to expect from from there. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe I've just become too cynical or something. But to me, I'm like the the, the mortal Iron Fist guy. I kind of thought before it was the script and the direction he had before, but now I just realized no, he's just a pouty dirtbag, and he comes off pouty and not a fun character to watch. Uh, and it's almost—it's not really spoiling the rest of the group, the entourage, the, the uh, um, ensemble cast. Uh, Jessica Jones—I'm confused about what she brings to the table. She's just strong and sassy with a great butt and jeans. Um, she really has a long butt. It's nice though. Yeah, I like it. I Who's if, this? That, if that's long, tell Kristen me a long Ritter. story. Yeah. Oh, I think I think I know who you're talking about. Take two of these cheeks and call me in the morning. <laughs> okay, she's pretty nice. Is that who I'm? Yep, yep. That's like the fake Christina Ricci. I like it. Um, she's also a fake another girl. Yes, she is. Zoe Deschanel. Yes, a fake Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, more her like than a, Christina like a Ricci. darker one. Yeah, darker. She's paper paper white. We talking? I about? mean, darker like emo darker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like yeah, not like skin tone. Yeah, yeah. No, she's definitely emo darker, but she could get it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
vigorously and with gusto. Yes. So, um, yeah. So she, I'm confused about what she brings to the table. The guy who plays Luke Cage, he's doing a good job. He's just Luke Cage. Luke Cage doesn't have a very lot of a whole lot of backstory here. Like you kind of, they kind of mention it, but they don't go into his backstory. He's just like a big ass, strong ass black guy who's stereotypically like huge and strong. Um, and hmm. he's bulletproof and strong, and he hits things, and he's like he's made of iron, iron skin or something like that. His iron skin and everything's very hard. Um, <laughs> eh, so, um, BBC big black comic book character. Um, so, <laughs> oh my, yeah. Uh, I mean, otherwise he's pretty like a pretty basic character. He's doing good. He's doing what he he's doing what he did in his last thing. He's probably had the least amount of time from his character's debut to this filming of this series. So he's like right in his groove. The immortal Iron Fist guy is kind of the same, but he's doing the same bad thing he did in the other show, which is be this pouty, like spoiled white kid who you don't like. They they should have put a character with more redeeming qualities, like the guy who plays, um, and you guys haven't seen this, but the guy who plays uh, the Green Horn, the Green Lantern, not Green Lantern, uh, the Green Arrow, uh, on on the WB, uh, he's doing a, he does a great job. He's he's definitely a pouty and a guy who lots of bad things have happened to, but his character's strong, strong willed, and he's a fighter who wants to do great things, and that's what I like about his character that the guy who plays the Iron Fist doesn't have. Um, they do play off that a little bit, and I'm thinking that after episode five, there's going to be some growth. Uh, but up until episode five, it's basically exactly what you're used to. I just finished five last night, and it seemed like Luke Cage is going to stimulate some emotional growth within the Immortal Iron Fist character. So we'll see what happens. The one that's most off kilter to me is the guy who plays Daredevil, because he's had the longest time between when his show played and now. So. He seems like he's still, he seems like different, you know? I mean, Michael, you know what I'm talking about? It's like when you listen to an audiobook and you, it's been like three years since the the reader has read the voice of that character mm-hmm. and he says things in a weird way and he forgets the names, how you say names and he, and he doesn't, you know what I mean? So the things yeah. you connected with, he, it's the same way here. It's like the actor, he's playing the role. But the the things that connected him to that character are kind of missing that little connective tissue. So we'll see what happens. Episode five, he hasn't donned his costume yet, so he's the only one with the costume. Um, I'm kind of wondering if they'll all have costumes at the end. I don't know. But anyway, the Defenders is out. It's worth watching. You know, it's not it's not bad. It's just kind of like okay, you know, the fight scenes are very like meh. You know, so far whatever. But episode five, they just all got together and they're just trying to figure themselves out right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Excellent. Okay, I guess it's me next. Also, um, in yes, game please. theory, just a quick, a quick thing. Um, just a, a sweet gem of uh, just pure, absolute pure fucking butter, frozen butterfingers covered in vanilla ice cream. Love, uh, PUBG zombie games. So, Is this full circle? What wasn't wasn't H one Z one which is the foundation of PUBG, or sort of, wasn't that a zombie game? So H1Z1 was kind of a better-looking DayZ, which is a zombie game. H1Z1 took that whole thing and was a zombie game. And then they said, oh, we'll make King of the Kill or King of the Hill. And it's just a bunch of guys running around killing each other. And then 
PUBG came along and made, oh, we'll make a better game running around killing each other. And they said, instead of introducing zombies, zombie AI into the game, which is the death knell, I think, of DayZ, the AI was so bad, they're like, we will use real players as the zombies always in all cases. So basically what happens is you start the game, you jump, all, everyone jumps out of the plane together, the zombies and the person, and, and, the, and the team, and the team lands, and basically you have to survive. And you'd think, oh, the zombies can't pick up any guns or melee weapons. All they can do is run at you and hit you. But dude, man, there's I, I'm linking I linked a video in there by Node. Oh my god, the hoarding. Like the the the, the zombies just hoard. And they like they sometimes they'll work together. Other times they'll just all be around the same general area. And dude, they, they they're all like gray, like they have a different character model for the zombies. So they lay flat and they disappear. You can't see them. So hmm. the, the guys will be walking in a row in a cornfield, and then all the zombies will stand up, and they'll just run at them. And, it, and it's the scariest, creepiest, most fun-looking thing. Um, so this I is would a, love to see a UAZ plow through a field of zombies. That that does happen. That happens in many <laughs> videos I've seen. So it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, I, I have not played one because the, the zombie games right now are only restricted. They're, they're, they're like alpha, alpha. They're restricted to just the... Um, to just the dev team, uh, no, to YouTubers and stuff. And honestly, I don't know how they're going to do it because I'll be honest with you. If I was playing this, I would want to be the survivor every now and again. And you have a hundred players, and four you have ninety six players and four survivors and ninety six zombies running around this island together. How are they going to make it so everybody gets to be a survivor? So I don't know how that's going to work. We'll have to see how that's going to happen, but. Um, right now, it looks it's fun to watch. Either way, it's fun to watch and see like guys who are really good at playing games react because they get swarmed and they get you hear them get in a panic mode because they're so immersed in what's happening. And you'll hear like some of the guys, the zombies, they're like blah, blah, like making all this noise mm-hmm. on the public chat, and it's fucking hilarious, man. I would have thought they they could have done like a normal <sighs> game, but then once you once someone kills you, you respawn as a zombie somewhere else on the island. They could have done that. They could have done something like that. So you got to kill everyone twice, basically. And that may be what they're going to do because they'll have to, uh, they'll have to figure out some way to make it so that everybody can play it. Just watching it isn't going to be enough. Although PUBG has built their entire reputation on people watching stuff, and also they have a game tournament going on next week during mm-hmm. Gamescom. So yep. we'll see how that goes out. That's that may change the face of. These type of games. Game. By the way, PUBG is the most played game in the world, I think, right now. So I don't know. Or not the that. most played in the world, but it's the most played on Steam, I think, or was a couple of weeks in a row, and now it's. It may not be anymore, but it's done something that no indie games ever done. It's yeah. pretty pretty powerful stuff. Hmm. Next to Dream Daddy, the Daddy Dating Daddy Simulator. Mm. Did, did you buy it? No, we talked about that before. No, no, I didn't buy that. Don't lie I bought you me. a copy. I bought you a copy of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, next up, James. Uh, Are you going to ask up... me to talk about this? <laughs> yes, I'm going to ask you to talk about it. Just because I've been seeing a lot of chit-chat about it on uh, the Star Citizen page on Facebook. I uh, so From what I gather, there's a couple events that are coming up soon. Yeah, so Gamescom is next week. 
and they're going to be at they have a gamescom booth starting on wednesday to the saturday they're closing the booth on friday and on friday night uh around seven or eight is when they're going to have their big talk at the gloria theater in cologne germany uh and then they're going to have um citizen con is in september so that's their citizen con is like their CitizenCon is normally where they release all their Squadron 42 release um, related material, and they normally give like kind of a state of the game sort of thing. Uh, Gamescom is when they release all the coolest stuff, and they show like, oh, this is this new ship, and this is that, and here's some new effect. Like last year, this time they showed procedural planets. Um, The year before that, this time they showed uh, 2.0, which was like, here is a universe, here is a solar system. So they're expecting something big. They've been really all heads down on getting 3.0 release. So Star Citizen 3.0 is like, actually the scale of 3.0 has decreased greatly since they first talked about it. 3.0 was supposed to be the entire Crusader solar system with a added component of another system uh, to give a to give a persistent give it for another mission giver the Levski landing zone, which was like. Levski's like the libertarian community that lives in another solar system, but they wanted to put them in here just so because they had it made and they want to put it in here so you could see it and play with it. Um, so Levski's going to be here. There will be um, it's not going to be a full solar system. It's going to be three moons, two planets and like maybe six stations or something like that. And then like 20 little outpost things. Uh, and then on the planets, but planetary landing will be in the game. And uh, on the planets and on the moons that you can land on, you'll be able to drive around and drive anywhere on the moon. And then you can go to, there's outposts there, and there's a mission giver who gives you jobs and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of things to do in there, sort of. And But it's limited to compared to what it was supposed to be. The scope is reduced significantly. Um uh, I don't know what they're going to talk about. I'd be surprised if they talk about anything but 3.0 at Gamescom. I think this will be the first year they don't release something new. Um, because Gamescom, 3.0 is supposed to have been out. It's supposed to have been out in July or March. you know. And they kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. Matter of fact, this time this, time this year they were supposed to be on 3.4 according to the last year, last year roadmap that they released at CitizenCon last year. So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Star Citizen seems like it's very bad on timelines. Now, now the thing is, the stuff they put out is really cool, and the technology they put in, like persistence and the ability to like put objects in objects and have things be stolen and two different states of ownership and all kinds of things. It's it's cool. It's no doubt it's very cool and it's cutting edge. But man, it's fucking timelines just aren't they're not doing a good job and people are joking jokingly saying oh the game will be out in 2023 (laughs) you know they're just joking but i'm like probably at this point i don't know what's going to happen it's very frustrating like they're going to release the game and no one's going to care or there'll be a dozen better games out by now you know using their technology they've 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 made because they're they're already leasing or not leasing they're licensing they plan to license their technology out so someone's going to come in take the stuff they spend a lot of work on license it from them and then build a much cooler game on that backbone. So I don't know what's going to happen to Star Citizen, man. I've invested can... a lot of time and money in the game and I'm hoping that it's going to be everything I expect it to be, but I'm a little worried. So are they too, uh, were they too ambitious? No. I think, I mean, Future Creep is definitely a thing, 
But mm-hmm. I think the problem is they should have gone like heads down about like releasing Squadron Forty Two, the single player game. That was what they're supposed to release. Then they should have said, okay, while people are playing that, we're gonna have a small team support that, and then we're gonna use tech from that to build the other stuff. But instead, um, and it's like any project, I'm sure we've all faced this, it's like, should we future-proof ourselves or should we get out what we have to get out now and then worry about the future-proofing later? So basically, Chris Roberts has decided to do everything the right way, Do measure once, cut once, measure twice. So basically, he's future-proofing the game from the ground up. You know, like he's built, they built a system that allows ships to pressurize air and allows you to suffocate in a suit and all kinds of things. Um, they built all these various systems into the game trying to give it a lots of life and lots of capabilities, and they want to be able to add things in later that allow them to not have to rebuild the entire code base. So in that sense, they're good. It's just, put it this way, you don't give, don't give promises. Don't say, this year we're going to release this, 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 and this. You know, like... They were going to release last year in September. They said, you'll have 3.0 by December. You'll have 3.1 by January. You'll have 3.2 by whatever. You have 3.4 by midsummer. You have 3.5 by September. So Gamescom in September this year, they're supposed to be releasing, according to last year's thing, this was releasing like four major ship releases. And also in 2016, they're supposed to release Squadron 42. The Squadron 42 trailer video still has 2016 on the end of it. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, pro- giving, making promises and giving dates is a bad, a bad look when you're trying to innovate from scratch. Well, hopefully you'll be able to play the full non-alpha, non-beta release game by the next Total Solar Eclipse in 2024. Oh my god, go fuck yours. <laughs> All right. So Evan, um, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to look at it yet, but you sent me a video about um, fasting. Yeah, so, I don't remember which one that was. Some like looks like said like an Asian doctor guy or something. Ah, uh, yes, Doctor so, Jason Fung, I believe. Sounds right. Or John Fung, perhaps something like that. Yep. So it's a good video. S- it's about an hour long. Summarize. Um. No. <laughs> I, I I can put a link in the show notes, but it's nothing we haven't really talked about, you know, in the last two or three weeks. Okay. So it's just uh, fasting is good. Yay, God! It is. It is good for you in many ways. Okay. All right. Good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <clears throat> looks like we're getting towards the end of the show here. Yes. We're down here to the extra section. What yep. do we got? couple things. Uh, Mike, this first one is for you. Does exercise make you feel euphoric or miserable? That's the question that some researchers wanted to answer. Uh, so a team at, the, at a university in Amsterdam tested over 200 pairs of identical twins, fraternal twins, non-twin siblings, um, you know, all kinds, like, 
relatively similar family members cousins complete strangers you know whatever they were (laughs) yeah you don't want to get a good even spread they were all (laughs) siblings so they gave him a fairly simple test 20 minutes of non-vigorous exercise on a bike 20 minutes of non-vigorous exercise on a treadmill and at various intervals within these exercises they were asked to sort of rank how they felt um And what the researchers found is that there seems to be a link between the enjoyment of exercise and a gene, which is why they tested like twins and non-twin siblings, um, for a, what is it, uh, something, a mechanism called BDNF or brain derived neurotropic factor. And that is linked to um, so that has been shown to moderate the influence of exercise on mood. So Mike, it's not your fault. It's in your genes. (laughs) I thought you might like that. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. It's not a fantastic article. And I didn't look at like to see if they had, you know, the full release of the research done to, to look at that. But mm-hmm. it's interesting. You know, I'm interested in genetics and epigenetics and all kinds of medical stuff. Eugen- eugenics. You, I am a supporter of eugenics. On that note. Um, well, all three of us would be. <laughs> no, that's not here. true. No. I mean, our life choices have directed us down a certain path, but. Um, you know, other than that, I think we are all relatively, I was going to make up a term that saying gene stable, <laughs> relatively healthy, but pure, of pure you, blood. <laughs> yes, we're pure. Speaking of <laughs> eugenics, um, I don't actually remember if it's Sweden or Iceland, um, but they're well on their way to becoming the first country to have no, <clears throat> excuse me, no children born with Down syndrome. Primarily because if Down syndrome is detected before a child is born, uh, it is aborted. Hmm. In the vast majority of cases. I don't think it's like a government mandate or anything, but that's just, that was the way of things. I think it's Iceland. But that's I read that recently. That's interesting. Yeah. So, thank you for bringing up eugenics. That reminds me of the uh, Cardassians. Apparently, if someone is born and they have some kind of, you know, I'll say ailment or deformity or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's they it. Throw, well, they're done. The Spart- didn't the Spartans do that as well? You know, Wait, in- what, did the, what, did the, what did the Jenner's family do? I'm sorry. No, he said the Cardassians from Star Trek. Not oh. the... <laughs> Not they the kill their malformed offspring. I was like, what do they do? <laughs> How did this not make the news? <laughs> Ended up on the cutting room floor of their reality show. It's like, bro, we can do a lot of crazy shit. You, sir, can become a man. We cannot show you throwing a baby off a cliff. <laughs> Gotta draw the line somewhere. That's for the behind the scenes DVD. Yeah. You're censoring me. No. Um. 
Yeah. All right. So what do we have next here, Evan? Yeah, the second one. Um, so Toyota is – they have filed a patent. <laughs> this is a great picture, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a like a cloaking device, a, an apparatus for making an object appear transparent. So judging by the picture in this article, they plan to use it on the like the A pillars on vehicles. Um, so I don't know if there is going to be like a camera outside, but there's a way for them to sort of project an outside image on the fabric or the surface of the interior of the pillar. So it has the effect of being transparent. So you can see pedestrians or, you know, other cars, whatever's around you. Um, and I don't know, I don't know why, I guess it's in concern for safety, but it you know, it's from anime. Huh? I hate to say that it sounds weird, but that's a, it's a, that's an old thing in 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 almost every anime that involves mechs I've ever seen mm-hmm. is the pilot is looking through the canopy, looking through like you don't see. It's like a first person shooter, like you're looking. The screen like, inside of it. Basically. Yeah, but you're you're looking. You don't see what you're looking out of. You mm-hmm. know? Right. And, and pilots, they have that in F. The new planes now, too. Like, you look through the engine block. F-35s? F-35s. Not engine block, but, you know, the nose cone or whatever. Yeah. You look through all that, so. Yeah, they're crazy-ass helmets. And this is not... Uh Now, maybe what I've seen before was not patented. Maybe it was sort of proof of concept or uh, some independent demonstration. But um, I've seen pictures, perhaps photoshopped, of, like, an 18-wheeler truck that had a camera on the front that would display that image on the back of it. So you could see beyond yeah. the truck. And that's like really helpful in my opinion. Mm. Um, now, if, I don't know if that's real. Who knows? But same, you know, kind of that's, technology. That sounds familiar. Yeah. You saw it. You told Evan. Evan had it I'm sure here. we've all seen the picture before. Yeah. Um, Evan, not to doubt you or your, or this article. Sure. But, uh, I just found another article on the same website. Did you Snopes it? I did not. Is this fake news? No, but it's, it's not said, fake news, but it has a lot of wackadoo shit up there. I was doing... It's like doing small it. human and prehistoric creatures spotted on Mars. Yeah. Where's your evidence to disprove that? And there's a coffin. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll... Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't say that the site is fake news. And I, I don't think that thing you're talking about is fake news, but I, I think that... That site has a bunch of wackadoo shit on it. I mean, take it at your own, you know. It, it has other cloaking shields. It has wackadoo shit up there. You should say it like that. It has wackadoo. Yeah. It has weird shit up there. There's a lot of weird shit on that site. Mysteriousuniverse.org. Yeah, of course. And it has a fucking weird name. But at least it's not like World News and Report, you know, that. You know, right. Like they're the not pretending to be something. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope this is a an implementable technology. It, because windshields and windows are getting shorter and smaller and the pillars are getting thicker and it's hard to see out of cars now. So anything they can do sort of in this direction, I am for. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea too. All right. Next up we have a, uh, so I, I put this article in here it has nothing to do with anything. It's just a weird, weird story. The the author of the article 
so it's called My Dad Tried to Tame a Wolf. So this is this guy, he remembers when he was a kid, he was like literally like four years old or something, and his dad had a wolf like outside in like the like the pen kind of thing, you know? This big fence area. And basically it was a bad idea, you know. <laughs> you don't um, say. I mean the the dad was kinda able to control the wolf for the most part. But a couple times like it tried to like take down the kid. Mm-hmm. Like it like bit his like hand and like took his mitt or something. Assert um, dominance. Yeah, another time it was like dragging him under the fence <laughs> and like it got like his shoe. You know? And then finally it came to a point where it started it started being more aggressive towards the dad and it finally like turned on the dad. Mm-hmm. And then after that day, the dad never opened, he never let the, the wolf out of the pen ever again. After that day. Did he continue to keep it as a pet and feed it? Or did he just like let it starve to death? No, he kept it for the, he tried to get rid of it. Like yeah. he was like, you know, but you can't just let it turn it loose. Right. So, right. So he like called zoos, called this, called that, you know, trying to figure out what he could do, but no one wanted it. So he ended up, uh, he ended up poisoning the the wolf, mixing some he, some something into his food. He should have just shot it. I mean, when do you when are you gonna get a chance to have wolf meat? Jeez, I, it could I, be great. I, I you don't hear know. It, it tastes awful. You hear? Okay. Yes, I I know people, Evan. Was it <laughs> who? So who asked asked a question? Um. God, it's a jackal? Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Oh, no, Evan just reminded me of something though. It was like it's a question. It has nothing to do with what you're talking about, Michael. So something Mike Evan just said sparked this in me. It was uh Galapagos tortoises. A woman was at her mother's funeral. No, a woman was at her sister's funeral and she met this guy who was a man of her dreams. When they left the funeral, she never saw him again. Then the next week, her sister died. Why did her sister die? I know the story that you're telling. I don't remember the answer. So it's this is like a test of like how do you identify a sociopath? She, she killed her sister? <laughs> yeah, and it's like the sociopath would say something like, like, oh... <laughs> Why not have wolf meat? You know, <laughs> like, like, oh, she should meet this guy. This is a good method to meet this guy. And just wait, Evan said that reminded me. Yeah. I was like, oh, poisoning him is the wrong thing to do, but I wouldn't shoot him either. You know, <laughs> I'm such a little bitch. Sorry. I mean, if ahead. you poison it, you just ruin the meat. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have poisoned it. I would have. I would take. I would have like dosed it or something, and then taken it somewhere, and let it go in the woods. You could take it. You could. I don't know where you... Uh, no, you drive it to Jellystone or something. That's from a, a cartoon. F a fake place that doesn't exist. <laughs> A.K.A. you shoot him like old Yeller. That's from I'm taking you to Yogi Jellystone. <laughs> no, I was thinking how you could... Dose him and throw him in the ocean? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's kind of harsh, too. You might have to suffocate it if you want to salvage the meat and not have any... You know, large bullet holes. If you take it to a taxidermist 
Because wouldn't you want, if you have a wolf and it's going to die, would you want to have a life-sized real wolf uh, statue, for the lack of a better word, in your house? I want that pelt, though. Right? I want that pelt, son. Would you wear it as a shawl? Uh, yeah, I would. I'd I'd fucking put the head on my head, mm-hmm. and be like the 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 neighborhood wolf man. People be like, oh, this is crazy. Wolf brought us again. You know, walking <laughs> around this wolf pelt on. How many days before the police were called? Dude, I don't care. I'd wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear it all the way to the jail cell. They're like, you and that pelt stink, brought us. I'm like, I don't care. It's a pelt. Where's your pelt, bitch? You know. <laughs> Pelt you with bullets. That's right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I didn't know this article was going to take us down this this path, but uh, I mean, you bring up wolves. Thank you. You excite the pack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's something else to be uh, excited about, James. We've actually discussed this a little bit, I think, in the past. Um, I have it titled here, Chameleon. Mm-hmm. So, in this article, they say, people of color talk about the times they code-switched. I'd never heard that that term before, but it's basically, you know, acting white or acting a certain way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a thing. That's all. So, I read this. It was kind of interesting. They had some people that are black, some people that are Hispanic, and it doesn't necessarily have to be acting white. Like, it could be acting a certain way around one group of people, like with your friends, you act this way in a job interview, you act that way. And then, you know, this situation, you act that way, you know, which we've all done. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like you go into a job interview. You're like, Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? You know, like, well, maybe James is, I don't know, but no, <laughs> I've witnessed such behavior before. It's a survival tactic. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you have to, you have to like if you're I mean especially among black people like being being among black people is like so much fucking machismo around there that you have to be like it's like being in a like with wolves and you have to know <laughs> they have to know that you're you're also a wolf so you end up acting a certain kind of way you being around white people it's like they have to know that you're also a certain way you're not a wolf like they have to know that you're not a threat because if they're threatened by you then it's like there's a problem you know so you and they, they already feel threatened by you a little bit so you have to be you have to be as unopposing as possible, you know. You have to put on your sheep cloak. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Yeah, it's 100%. like I'm a man in sheep clothing with wolf clothing underneath of it. Yeah. And in reality, I'm just trying to—I'm just a goat trying to get some paper to eat. <laughs> uh, would you be one of those fainting goats, James? Yeah. <laughs> what about the ones that yells? Yeah. Well, ah, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> the screaming uh, goats. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, all right. Next up. So this was just an awesome story. This guy was going over a, a drawbridge. Um in a, in uh New Jersey, I think. And they started raising the bridge while he was still like on it. And they're like, Oh fuck. Like, what do we do? He's like, gun it, jump it. (laughs) No. Yes. 
They jumped it. He Okay, so it couldn't have been more than a couple feet separated. I don't know, yeah. But uh I mean everyone survived, everyone was fine. But um yeah, not uh probably not the smart I mean honestly, I don't know what would have happened. He was afraid that um you know, like the car would end up like <laughs> they would end up like falling backwards, you know. So why you got bridge. How, bridge. How how high does a bridge? Does it go bridge will go fully vertical? Probably like forty degrees. I don't know. Don't yeah, they usually a, open enough for there to be a little bit of clearance for the ships on either side, but not like a ton of room? Yeah, I'm not sure. But so he jumped it, they survived, they were able to drive away, but his SUV sustained $10,000 in damage, mm. including a bent suspension. So, mm. there you go. But I was like, he jumped it! He jumped it! Like, <laughs> like, that's awesome. It was like a dude, his wife, his 16-year-old daughter in the back seat, and her friend. <laughs> I wonder if he was like, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. He had been. <laughs> He had been. He totally had been. <laughs> yeah. Like he he was he met that situation that we've all waited for. An opportunity where he could legally come out the hero for jumping a fucking <laughs> suspension bridge. You know? Yeah, I mean he's he's being interviewed here and it's you know, they have a little video of it. He said he said it was terrifying, blah blah blah. Whatever, oh my whatever. god! Is ten thousand dollars of damage to their car? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. He'll be telling that story down at the local pub for years. He will be. Yep. As he true. continues to drink himself to death, and his marriage disintegrates, and his family leaves him, he'll have that bridge. Or will the bridge have him? Hmm. That's the real truth. Deep. Deep. I think we all learned something here today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, next up, this is some local news for the Montgomery County area here. The people who run the water here, WSSC, um, says a new filtration method at its Potomac River plant has uh, caused many of its customers to receive discolored tap water. Like green? Like we didn't kill all the algae? Like... Or like rust? Or is it like shit brown? Yeah, it's like someone here is like, at first Um, the toilet water was yellow and I thought we were not... Are we not flushing the toilet? But seriously, it smells weird, it tastes horrible, it tastes like metal. Hmm, so it must be some rust. Yeah. Interesting. And I thought I noticed the water looking a little funny, personally here. And then we got an email at work saying that they they were flushing the the water out like they had opened a a, uh, hydrant outside and they were flushing the water because of something like earlier this week. And I was like, huh... So, yeah, interesting. And then in this article, they actually mentioned someone who lives in the 
Falkland Chase Apartments in downtown Silver Spring, which is like one block away from me. Mm-hmm. I actually looked at renting an apartment there. So, thank God you missed that disaster. Well, it's it's everywhere I'm here. Just kidding. I'm joking. It's Chevy Chase, Bethesda, Gaithersburg, Potomac, Rockville, and Silver Spring. Well, now it's okay for you to poop in the tub, though. Yeah, that's it's true. Just, it doesn't matter anymore. My my dream <laughs> can come to fruition. You're like the guy who jumped the bridge, except way less cool. It's like, yeah. have you ever jumped a, jumped a bridge with an SUV? No, nah, but I shit in the shower a few times. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my god, this guy's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what did it feel like? Like freedom. Yeah, relieving. <laughs> See, honestly, it was a mess. It was a <laughs> It was just a mess. <laughs> it was all down the back of my legs and between my toes. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff it down the drain. Yeah. To toe, toe, toe push it. <laughs> All right, so James, looks like we have a couple things here. Uh, um, yeah, I just got the, I got the. Um, oh, you got the Boondocks videos. thing. Boondocks, Recap of what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, and then the, the alternate history hub, the video on what if slavery didn't exist, and then the uh, Vice News House Divided, which is the thing about Obama, like partisan Obama. politics, and how did we get where we are? Ooh, it's an hour like long. I, yeah, and like I said, it's it's not, it is not liberal nor conservative it is just like literally a layout of the facts and allows you to make the assumptions as to why how we got here and some of them are just obvious you know but it's not it's definitely not i don't want you to i don't want people to not watch it because they're like oh this is a it's 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 for liberals it's not it's really not it's just like you know admitting the failures of our political system and how we got to this place so pretty good pretty good video to watch excellent excellent Shane Smith is the editor's name, actually. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for putting those in there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you guys want to mention before we negatory? Evan, play us out with a little thug in love. I don't you know, know what that is. You got that thug in love from Moondocks? <laughs> <laughs> with the two two thugs lo- love each other. <laughs> And the guy's like, I'm not gay. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty great episode, actually. Yeah, it's a great episode. <laughs> it's fucking good. It's really good. <laughs> so you don't know about this little man. Yeah. This is thug in love. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, aren't you guys gay? Like, hell no. Yeah, it's so good. It's like, I'm going to watch it. I'm, dude, I'm watching that again. I'm watching the whole thing again. I'm glad we talked about it today. If you haven't seen the boondocks, go fucking treat yourself. Ed, fucking, Ed, I'm gonna call you Ed Sheehan. I know that's not your last name, but Ed, <laughs> go watch that. It's fucking good. Ed Sheehan's from, no, no, that's a singer. Was Ed yeah. Sheeran? Sheeran, he's a singer. Yes, he's a singer. Yeah, but go watch that, Ed. If you haven't seen the Boondocks, go treat yourself. Okay, you deserve it. You listen to this shitty show for hours and hours a week. Go fucking. You have to deal with Michael. Go watch that show. It's fucking hilarious. You'll love it. It's so James. Good. Have you ever seen the the episode of of that show that was that was uh, never aired? Uh, no, I don't. It's think about so. it's about BET. Yes, I did see that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they n- never aired it because Viacom owns everybody. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yeah. So I was just thinking about Boondocks yesterday, and I was remembering the the Christmas episode mm-hmm. where Riley is attacking Santa at the mall. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> pissed that Santa never came to their house when he was a kid, and so he's he's like, "You're gonna pay what you owe." Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's a fucking great show, dude. It's a really good show. Yeah, it's uh, it is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It came out of that period of time of like Dave Chappelle, like kind of satirizing the whole like, you know, what it means to be black in America, and these, you know, the Boondocks is doing that too. And it was, it's kind of a period where it's like, hey, don't be so sensitive. You know, it's really good. It's very enjoyable. I like it. You know, I think they hit them right on the mark. Of like, hey, this is funny, but it's also a real thing, you know. So, lessons were learned. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, I think that about does it for us here at the IO panel. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode. Uh, please check out our website when you get a chance, iopanelpodcast.com. You can also find links on our website to our Facebook page, Twitter, our RSS feed, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music. The links are all on our website. Uh, if you're feeling so inclined, please use our Amazon affiliate link, also located on our website, before placing any orders on Amazon. That will theoretically throw us a couple bucks. I'm not sure if it's actually working or not, but <laughs> can't hurt to try. Um, so again, thank you for joining us. And we'll catch you next time.